Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. That is Mike and Joe. We are here together on a Thursday, June 23rd at 11 a.m. It's a morning pod. It's a morning pod. And we both seem to be rather awake. Just a little sluggish for me today. But that's yeah, but it's been not my like... theme all week, though, honestly. It's not post-work, Joe, though. Uh, yes and no. Well, it's post post work show after sleep, as opposed to post work show like twenty minutes after getting home. Yeah, like to be honest, I called them to work today just because I I was making like some mental mistakes at work the last few not mistakes, but like I've been catching that like, hey, I'm not really kind of focused as well as I usually am, so I probably should take a mental day off, and that's what I did today. Here we are starting your mental day off talking about Pokemans. Hopefully, I don't get a headache by the end of this. Be another I, I don't think you will. We we got to well pretty... at least at least this way. Do we have any Charizard talk today? Um, no, we don't have to. I don't think they were good. Notable. They were good. I should be. Fine. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you are doing okay. This week we got we got some cool stuff to talk about. Obviously, we're going to talk about Milwaukee. We'll kind of glass uh gloss over how that went, what won kind of our general thoughts from the event as a whole we have lo- we have news on our next set lost origin and then we have some really interesting news concerning standard rotation so we're going to kind of start at the most recent deal here which is milwaukee over the weekend just under 700 players competed at milwaukee regional championships and joe you and i got a chance to watch a decent amount of matches you didn't watch a ton but you got to watch a few right yeah, so because of the events that occurred over the weekend, I didn't watch as much as I wanted to. <laughs> Long story short, I got a flat in downtown, the city where the biggest city where I never lived to. So um, uh, that ate up most of my day. And then you were giving me text updates, and then every so often I'd pop in and look watch some matches. But at the evening time, I did skim through the stream. Basically, I just kind of like went from round to round and say, "What's the matchup?" Oh, okay. If it was honestly Palkia versus Palkia, then I just kind of skipped it because I'm not too interested in Palkia. Right. Um, but like things like Regigigas popped up and Arceus flying Pikachu VMAX, like things like that, that like grabbed my interest. And I want to watch those games. So I kind of kept more attention to some of those not so traditional decks. That's just been always my interest. Well, there are some pretty cool non-traditional decks over the weekend. I mean, a lot of them were in preparation to deal with, you know, the incoming expectation of Palkia and things like that. We saw, like you said, Flying Pikachu Arceus. We saw an electric box deck, which I thought was really cool. It was a flaffy engine where you had Raichu in the deck. You had, um, I want to say it was like Baby Zekrom, Baby Zeraora. There were a bunch of Baby Zapdos. So it was a bunch of little single prizers. And that made its way to day two, which I thought was pretty sweet. Uh, aside from that, there weren't a ton of Palkia mirrors on stream. You know, I got to see a couple of Miltank Blissies, which we'll talk about, Regigigas, uh, Darkrai, uh, Arceus combinations, whether it be Duraludon, whether it be, like I said, Flying Pikachu, Malamar, the typical combinations. It was a pretty fun event to watch, I thought. Uh, by the end of it, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, the finals was between a Blissey Miltank deck, which 
wasn't played in high numbers. I think three of them made day two. Facing off against Arceus Duraladon. In that type of matchup, if you don't remember, Duraladon VMAX's attack ignores effects on your opponent's active Pokemon. So one of the gimmicks that comes along with Blissey Miltank is, you know, Miltank has that ability where it doesn't take damage from Pokemon V. We've seen that ability before a bunch of times, and Duraladon did end up taking it. So Arceus Duraladon won the Milwaukee Regionals. Looking at the day two statistics, just to kind of, again, give you a general breakdown there. Starting with the top eight. The top eight had, I want to count, three Palkia variants. Had three Arceus variants. A Mew VMAX, which got third. And then the Blissey, which got second. So, three or four, two main decks, and then one or two sprinkled in. Looking at day two statistics, Arceus was the highest level like highest percentage of decks that made day two it's kind of a blanket statement though seeing as rcs can cover so many different deck types palkia rounded up next with just a few decks less i think the count was there were 25 rcs decks 23 palkias and then from there was a pretty big drop off you saw 11 mu v maxes and then from there four reggies three blissies three dark boxes a couple dialgas like you mentioned the stone Genera, the electric box deck there wasn't a whole lot of bigger numbers past Palkia and Arceus. Mew was the only other card over double digits in day two. That being said, though, I did enjoy watching it. There was a lot of variety. I did get to see the Dialga on stream. I did get to see, I think there was an Eldegoss control list that I was able to see. There was a lot of really interesting things that showed up at this event. And seeing Blissey, Miltank, and Arceus Duraludon at the top isn't what I expected, but, you know, seeing an Arceus deck win is at least something we could have predicted, yeah? You you could tell it would at least be in the top eight. But I, I, I would have loved liked the Arceus to win, which it did. Um, but I thought Palkia maybe would have ran around with it, the way people were playing it. And, well, Tord played Palkia, or Palkia. Tord, Tord played Turbo Palkia. And that tended to be the most aggressive variant there. I don't know how. I mean, I, watching the Palkia games, clearly I, I see its strength in combination with the damage counter Inteleon, Zigzagoon, Choice Bell, kind of making the numbers a little better. That being said, though, I did find that, like, I, I feel like RCS decks still have a reasonable matchup against it. Oh, yeah. It, is it bad to say that watching Palkia is boring? Well, it's it's straightforward. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. It, it's it, and again, it's common with a lot of the turbo decks we've seen in the past. You know, you know, kind of what the general approach is, even when Suicune was around. Yeah. You know, you you knew what Suicune was going to do. It's just a matter of did it get there. So with Palkia, it is similar. It's it's strong because you're probably always going to at least two shot things. You're probably always going to get yourself in a situation where you can. Be aggressive. Get yourself ahead. 280 is still a very strange amount of HP that we're trying to kind of figure out as we work our way through this format. That being said, though, I just always feel like Arceus will always have a favorable matchup. Assuming both decks can get set up. It's, it, it's It sounds like a stupid statement, but it's pretty apparent that whoever sets up first pops off first. It's kind of a stupid statement, but 
really true. Because like you, you have some decks that play for the late game. These decks usually play for like an early to mid. Right, and, and as I like to kind of continue my statement here, the Palkia Arceus matchup, if both decks get set up, because people do complain that Arceus can be quite clunky, seeing as, you know, if you don't get that Arceus up early on, you don't get your engine rolling. Well, we, we, played, we played test, and that was kind of my issue a little bit, was sometimes I couldn't turn to do my attack. That was kind of poopy. And that's, like, what you needed to do, but you don't need a full bench. And that's no. where the Palkia matchup becomes a little more manageable. Looking at the decks, the only deck here in the top 16 that doesn't look super aggro would be, I mean, I guess Regigigas is still kind of aggro. They're very much, we're in a turbo-based meta right now, which also happens to just be how NA typically plays. There was one control in the top 78. Which we like to see. We don't want to see a lot of control. Eldegoss control. (laughs) Which was a very strange list if you get the time to look at. But yeah, there really wasn't anything crazy beyond just a bunch of turbo variants. Again, I still thought it was entertaining because there was a lot going on in the games. The coolest thing overall, though, before we move on from the event and all of our, our jumbled thoughts, was you and I watched, was it Towards Winnin'In? I think it was Towards Winnin'In, where him and his opponent had to play a match in like eight minutes oh yeah and i have never seen it it was the we can't explain it other than you going back to watch the vod i believe it was his winning and i don't think it was a top eight match um he had to him and his opponent knew that a tie would not get them into top cut i think it was jeff garrison no it was rowan it was rowan rowan it was stavenow yeah it was stavenow i believe and it was a game game one Toward loss. Oh yeah, because I was I, I was because I was looking at all the Mew Genesex and I couldn't remember which one it was. Well, I just remember we got to game two, and yeah. all of a sudden they scoop with like eight minutes left, and we're like, "Oh, game's over." Stream said toward loss. That sucks. He lost. We then learned that they were actually preparing for a game three as they just start zooming, getting their deck shuffled, and everything. Apparently, Rowan scooped, seeing as he didn't have a way to win, and he knew that you know drawing out a couple turns wouldn't have been a good idea. And then what? followed was probably the fastest game i have ever watched not because of turns it took but these two players and we really focused on toward here their turns were moving at like a hundred miles an hour cards were flying all over the board probably 30 seconds or less per turn almost yeah dude cards were being chucked everywhere it was like going left and right up and down. i was going crazy but nothing was Nothing was incorrect. You know, there weren't any huge misplays during that time. There weren't anything like that. These two players were playing at such a high speed. It was incredible to watch because you look at it and go, okay, this is clearly a difference between a high-level player and even, like, a day-two person. You know, the ability to play at this speed, obviously it's just a card game, but to have your mind process things that quickly and just know the procedure of how things are supposed to work so quickly... I mean, the game barely went to time. Like, it was done. And they started with, like, it was like eight minutes or something. And I guess that's the benefit of the two decks that were played, being Palkia and Mew Genesect, where it's... They're bo- the decks are both straightforward. You 
do your thing and then doesn't really matter too much what your opponent does. Not right. in a complete 100%, but like, this is what I need to do first and then I can do something. Rather than like, I should probably not do this because my opponent has that. It, it, you're right. Yeah, having two turbo decks definitely made it a lot quicker, but it was just incredible to see. It was incredible to see that speed, and you and I were sitting there in call going, what are we watching? And then, like, you watch the end of the game, they, they finish with three seconds left, and you can see both players are just, like, collapsed. Yeah, they were, like, physically exhausted. <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty cool display to watch. So, uh, so props to both players there. But, yeah, I, overall, I thought it was an enjoyable event. Before we move on from it, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, let's see, some kind of cool decks that we saw. I'm happy I saw RCS Flying Pikachu. That made me happy. Uh, seeing Blissey Miltic made me sad. Uh, we did see a Samurott Italian uh, placing 36th. A Charizard box. We saw a Stonedrenner, which was what made me happy to play Popsicles. Oh, yeah, yep. Play the Popsicle card. Play the Popsicles. Dark Cry. What else? Anything, anything pretty janky? No, I think it's pretty straightforward. No, the, the little icon on Limitless, and sometimes when I see a Palkia, like, I kind of freak out for a second because it looks like a little Lycanroc, but it's not. Sad days, but overall, it was it was a pretty decent event to watch. And Oh, there's an Ice Rod or Palkia. That was interesting. There was. I did see that. Yeah, but it's it's... Pretty straightforward, right? You get your Palkias up. Ice Riders are really good. Um, uh, it really depends, I guess, on your on your weakness type things, right? True. One's metal, one's electric. So if someone's bringing electric at you, you just take out the metal because no one has a metal. Really. That's very fair. Unless well, you're take the back. But overall, you're, yeah, you're pretty much safe. Huh. Yeah, there you go. Anything else you want to add? No, I think we're okay now. I think we are too. And and that kind of brings us quickly. We'll cover NAIC happening this weekend. Typically the biggest event of the year, aside from Worlds. Any Dark Horse thoughts before we head into the weekend with it? I really think there's something with this RCS Flying Pikachu deck. Um, I've been kind of thinking about it a little bit. What is what is surfing Pikachu week two? I think it's the same weakness. Is it same weakness? Yeah. It is. Okay, like it could be interesting to see a surfing Pikachu. In my opinion, uh, maybe with a Suicune. Honestly, I think there's something there with the flying Pikachu with the like with electric weakness against the Palkia. Uh, I don't see Dialga being shown up in big numbers, Arceus. Wait, are you saying that Surfing Pikachu can be played with Palkia? Can we play with Palkia? Or with Arceus, really? Well, think about that. You have Surfing Pikachu, Palkia's ability searches three water energy. Yeah. Huh, so there you it, go. It could, it could be better for your mirror match, I think, personally. There you go. You heard it here. Our Dark Horse prediction is Surfing Pikachu makes, a, makes an appearance. Like, I don't see why you wouldn't. A, l- a little bit of splash? Well, like, because you do, you do uh, splash, on, you spread, right? Dude, I'm in for it. I'm in for it. 30 damage to each of your opponents bench Pokemon, and you're doing 160 to some of your damage, but you're hitting for weakness. 
You heard it here, folks. We're going to see Surfing Pikachu VMAX. It has been predicted. It probably won't win the event, but we'll see it. I said Dark Horse. So. Well, yeah, that's why I said that's why I said Dark Horse. And in, in Dark Horse, you definitely, definitely achieved that. So I think we're good there. Um, we don't have a ton else to add for NAIC. Obviously, we're going to be waiting and seeing. By the time this episode goes live, we will be getting ready to get into the thick of the actual event. A lot of our friends are traveling to it. For those going, safe travels. Enjoy the event. Uh, and, and I'm excited to see what happens. Anything else you want to add on NAIC? Everybody have a wonderful and good weekend with that. And good luck to everybody out playing. And uh, show me pictures of your surfing Pikachus in your deck. Yeah, show the tech that's going to be there for sure. No questions asked. And so when you interview, when you get to top eight, he's like, no, I was listening to the Blue Surge podcast Friday morning before decks were being submitted to the list. We all listened to it. We heard Surfing Pikachu was a good idea, so we just slammed it in our decks. And you know what? We're a top eight. You know who to shout out. There you go. There you go. Shout out to the Blue Surge podcast. Now we transition to set news. Over the past week, we've gotten a lot of news about Lost Origin. This is the next set coming out in NA, EU, all those places. It's supposed to release on September 9th. This is what we have gotten confirmed to us. This is very interesting news because it is after Worlds. So we went from having this set be released right around world's time to be legal for like a week or so to now world's happens on the 18th and then almost three weeks later we get lost origin what do you think about that joe because now now we we have our meta you know aside from what like the pokemon go set we have our meta together besides slacking you know um besides slacking how, how do you feel about the fact that now we don't have another set coming for Worlds. We pretty much have this meta plus a mini set. Um, the way that the, the meta is right now, it's the diversity. Let's let me take a deep dive into the Limitless, like, day two list of uh, Milwaukee. Let's see, just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, eight, nine. So we're looking at nine different decks in the top 30 of Milwaukee. So I think, and then beyond that, there's some more jankier things that are happening. Um, I, I think people are testing the waters more, trying to be more diverse with a lot of things. Um, the thing about worlds, though, it's all invite based, so you're looking probably more at different concentrated decks now of people playing what is either best deck in format or what they think is best deck in format versus this is really cool and kind of janky and I want to run with it. Right. Um, so I, I'd like to see hopefully something from the Pokemon Go set make it into it, but I'm not really quite sure it is. In all total honesty, um, I, as much as I troll about slacking, I do think there's some viability with it, especially with Path to the Peak in the format, and we'll be sticking around. Uh, one of the things I, one of the cons in my opinion is what I really liked about the Worlds format 
And what I really enjoy about that is that if you're really one of the best players in the world, here's a limited format, figure it out, and play, right? And right. then people can play those decks later as the, as the as the season goes on. Now we're in a different area where it's like you have all these cards now. Like it's at our disposal. We've seen a lot of things so far. We'll see continue to see more this coming weekend. And pretty much you might have a pretty solid idea of what you're gonna see in August, which is to me not as exciting as what I said before. It's like here's a whole new format, you guys deal with it. Best deck builder wins. Which is what we've said in the past is what we loved about it. Yeah. I I agree with that. I think I think it's the a battle of two perspectives. I think as a viewer, it's less entertaining because like you said, this mysterious format that's so brief happened during Worlds and we don't get that anymore. So that happens. Now, from a player perspective, though, you have a more concrete meta. Which is probably better for the player perspective. Yeah, not many surprises, put it that way. Right, which, which doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. There might be some surprises just from a meta developing, but, you know, last time we had Worlds, you had the ability to play new cards right away. And no one knew how they impacted the meta on a grand scale until it was legal at Worlds, and you kind of lose that now. You know, we've had different formats for Worlds. We've had the format where a meta exists for a brief amount of time and then it never exists again. We've had worlds where the newest set is legal for the first time at worlds which is a whole new meta on itself and now we are back to this you have a meta this is the meta going forward and you're not gonna have to worry about any new sets again by the time we're at worlds pokemon go set will be out so that if any cards from that do make an appearance which maybe the radiance talked about slacking there's cards that could but for the most part uh, it's going to be a pretty pretty irrelevant set. And you're not really limited in a format. Right. So I think from the player perspective, this is better. I think from the viewer perspective, it isn't as interesting. That being said, to win Worlds, you have to sometimes step out of the box. So I'm still excited to see kind of what this developed meta turns into by the time we get to August. And, like, you know, usually with for, for August, too, is that, well, we get a lot of NA and European players and some South American, but when Worlds happens, uh, we get to see generally, like, the, the whole Asian um, meta, right? They usually bring some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, shoot. Mega Audino, bro. Yeah, dude. Like, who expected that coming out of anywhere? forget yeah i mean there's there's some cool decks that come out from all around the world so regardless of this change i do think that it'll still be a very entertaining world it just is a big change from the viewer perspective you know we've gone through a couple different iterations of worlds formats and this one is a little safer doesn't mean it's a bad thing it's just different aside from that we also learned that lost origin will be featuring lost zone they mentioned some cards that'll be coming aerodactyl v-star curum v-max couple extra cards. We know that we're going to get the Zoro card that we've revealed before, some of the genies from the Arceus series. But now we can see that Lost Zone is, in fact, returning. You could have probably guessed it because of the set name. That being said, though, now we actually have confirmation that they will be bringing back this mechanic. It's a mechanic that we've seen before 
in recent memory? I'm curious to see what it'll look like this time around. Because we've had the Lost Zone, right? Yeah, it, we had it, especially with the Prism cards, right? And we had it with uh, Lost March. Most recently, right? Right. Um, it, it was a mechanic that I thought could have been better. Even though Lost March did pretty decent, it was a lot of fun to play. But the recursion from that area was kind of tough because, like, once you play Lost March and you kind of ran out of resources, you're out of resources. Right. It's like there's no going back. Yeah, I like I said, we saw it during Ultra Prism. That's kind of the time that you're talking about. Yeah, and we had Pokemon Recursion too. Like I think we still had uh, uh, Rescue Stretcher, right? Mm-hmm. We did. So like you had like one of the best Pokemon Recursion cards from your discard pile in the game, and you're like, hey, yeah, I can't really use it in the Lost Zone. I am curious to see how they use it though, because assuming we're getting like Gengar, Giratina, all those cards that really focus on that lost zone vibe. I'm curious to see if it'll be much stronger this time around. You know, th- I I think it'll be of a set that'll more bolster, I think, the uh the expanded format personally, with all the lost mode mechanics from previous sets. So I guess every time we're gonna get a lost mode mechanic, but it's just gonna bolster that hopefully that expanded thing because I think Lost March could be a good thing depending what comes out with these cards in Lost Origin maybe could help that out completely. Who knows? Yeah, we'll have to see. Lost The Lost Zone is something that either is completely irrelevant or a huge problem. You know, mechanics like Exile can be very much an issue if they get too strong, but... They're usually pretty strong in Magic, right? Oh yeah, in other games, Exile is a lot. is very strong. It just hasn't been recently for Pokemon. They've tried to dabble with it. I don't think they've succeeded just quite yet. Well, we're going we're gonna to see. And on top of that, the next news we have considering cards is we now know when rotation is happening as well, and it is not happening around Worlds. Again, this is a change that we've seen in the past where right after Worlds rotation hits, um, right before rotation hits, we've seen this kind of change from time to time. We have now been told that rotation for the next standard format will happen in early 2023. So a lot of the cards that we have right now that we've talked about being rotated, like the Intellions, um, mainly just the Intellions, because that's the card that we've all talked about getting ready to rotate. They're going to be sticking with us. All cards with the deregulation mark will be legal all the way through the fall into the new year. You imagine this is because they wanted to match up with the new mechanics as they come out in January and February time. Which should be the new video game set at that point. Well, that's what I mean. Everything, everything should be coming out around that time. So, I mean, does this just make sense? Um, it kind of just it, makes sense. It, it makes sense. Um, but as a viewer and a player like I said of the world's format it's it's a bummer for me well it all comes back to worlds like for that one tournament it changes things how we view worlds yeah but again from a general perspective this is probably the best way to do it, it it's logical because 
as VMAXs filter their way out, rotation hits, and now we're hit with the new mechanic on the way. You know, and if they keep this going forward, which, you know, they've proven that they'll, they're willing to change things. If they keep this going forward, every time rotation hits, it'll be around the time that the new mechanic comes in. I, I think overall it's a good thing. I think overall it's a good thing. It, it changes worlds. It changes worlds, which is the theme of this conversation. But overall, I think that this is really good news. It's huge news, but I think it makes sense. Uh, alongside of that, Pokemon also announced that certain cards will be banned for worlds. These are basically just a lot of the really late recent promos from the celebration set, like Lance's Charizard, Dark Sylveon, uh, the special delivery Bidoof cards, those starters that have the soccer ball on the card the Sabo score bunny Grookey, a lot of just tiny little insignificant cards. I guess the, the V's had something, but not really. Well, Those the, are going to be banned for Worlds. Yeah, the reason why they're being banned is not because they're broken or good. It's just because they were not worldwide released. Yeah, so they're just not accessible to everybody, which is pretty straightforward. Again, a lot of the news today, there is some huge news being as Lost Origins release, being after Worlds, or the rotation being after the year is over. A lot of huge news, but ultimately it's all pretty pretty safe news and and for the most part makes a lot of sense. So I'm not totally jolted by it. I mean, when I first read it, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy, this is happening. But by the time I actually sat down and thought about it for a couple of days, these changes make sense. You know, giving a consistent worlds format, giving a a rotation table that makes more sense. It's all things that are, are reasonable. So overall, I'm, I'm pleased with it. And that brings us to the end of our show. Joe, is there anything you'd like to say before we head out? Everybody who's listening to this before uh, NAIC, good luck. Have fun. Uh, if you get out early, play some of the side events that look like fun. I'm assuming they're going to have Something from the new Gen 9 game booth there, I'm assuming, because they did last time they had Sword and Shield. Uh, so have fun with that. If not, enjoy the company, enjoy the town. I know when I went, I had a blast, and I wish I could go this time. But um, I will be in Ohio, but not in Columbus. I will be in Cleveland. We have a concert that weekend, a uh, fundraiser. So um, everybody have a good weekend. Yeah, enjoy your weekend. Like Joe said, if you're going to NAIC, be safe, enjoy time with family and friends. NAIC, at least in our local community, is really a special time for those players going. So we really hope that you guys enjoy it. I look forward to watching it. And with that being said, thank you for supporting our show, and we will see you next week.